This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Carol Masser. Welcome to the Bloomberg Business Week Extra. It's our weekly podcast bringing you an in-depth interview you will not hear anywhere else. And we're excited to bring you this week our conversation with Peter Atwater. He teaches down at William & Mary, and he's an economist that you found, and man, he is fascinating. Yeah, he's an adjunct lecturer, as you said, Jason, in the economics department at William & Mary, and he's identified um, the letter <laughs> that kind of describes our economic recovery. He calls it a K-shaped recovery. Some are doing well, some are not. Check it out. So I watched the world through the lens of confidence, and beginning in March, I noticed something really interesting. We all panicked together. You could see the collapse in confidence being spread across the entire economy. Everybody felt it the same way. But the migration of people, professionals to the work-from-home environment, put them very quickly on stable ground, and you could see their confidence start to rebound, where out into the the real economy, you know, small businesses, people working in the travel industry, it was very clear that they were not on solid ground. In fact, for many of them, you could start to see conditions getting worse. And um, at some point in April, I started writing about it, and on Twitter, Somebody was talking about all the different letters and mentioned the letter K, and I thought, this is perfect. This is exactly what we're seeing, is that for some in the economy, things are improving, and for others, the deterioration has just been this very painful decline. And so, Peter, how much of this is new, and how much of it is exacerbating things that were already there? So I think if you were to step back and look at the recovery from the banking crisis, that itself was very much a K-shaped recovery. You know, Mm. the financial markets took off very quickly as the Fed went into overdrive. But, you know, one of the things that came out earlier today in the statements from from Chairman Powell and, and others is that it took until very late in the cycle for the benefits of all of that trickle-down to reach low-income Americans. And so I think we've had this prolonged 10-year K-shaped recovery that has now been compounded by a very sharp rebound for some, and it's just others are left hanging. So is this our world, our new world economic reality, Peter, in that we're just going to have K recoveries? Um, Or can we, you know, as you said... The trickle down, the benefits trickle down very late, you know, coming off the financial crisis. How do we get it so that the benefits get to everybody sooner on? So I think one of the things that we need to recognize is that from an economic perspective, we have to ensure that there is support for those at the low end because we know that this condition lasts, that it takes a long period of time. And in that process, I think Congress made a valiant effort, but this, the attention to the, the, uh, the relief efforts for the pandemic, they were really oriented around a mindset that this was temporary. And so, unfortunately, those that were you know, the beneficiaries of that, they started as early as late May beginning to wonder, is this coming to an end? And from a confidence perspective, we need certainty. They need to know that these support mechanisms are going to be in place until employment comes back. 
So, Peter, as we think about a K-shaped recovery going forward, what's the difference, the inflection point, or the chances, I'm giving you so many scenarios here, that it becomes just a K-shaped economy? Um, I think we're reaching a point where it has become so obvious that that almost prevents it from happening. Hmm. Um, you know, if I look around in the financial markets, you see an extraordinary divide between big business and small business. You see it in individuals. You see it in so many levels that you you have stacked inequity on one end and stacked privilege on the other. And my my sense is that much of this is we're already seeing manifest in the social unrest around the country. Um, there's clear resonance to that sense of inequity. And, you know, even people who can't articulate it feel that there is something unjust about the system as it exists today. And so I think this is m- even much more of a social K issue as it is an economic one. And I think, you know, policymakers and, and leaders of, of business need to recognize that um, that lack of confidence, that sense of hopelessness that many on the leg of the K are feeling is now motivating people to, to, to respond. So, Peter, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I have conversations with my young nieces who are in their 20s, you know, like, God, capitalism is terrible. I'm like, no, it builds things. It also provides, you know, this is, you know, where people can have opportunities to build a company from nothing and then give back, you know. So there are a lot of pluses to it. But yes, it has created some massive inequalities in our systems. I am curious about some of the conversations you're having at William & Mary. And what are the policies from your perspective as you study this that you think will make a difference, will reduce those gaps that currently exist in our society and have for a while and have just been building and getting wider and wider? I I think one of the things that has to be looked at is, you know, at the root of this in many ways goes back to the early 1980s with that notion of shareholder um, primacy, that Mm. the shareholder came first. And as much as we want to enjoy the benefits of capitalism, I think that 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 pendulum has shifted to such an extreme, and and you saw it in in news reports yesterday, you know, Salesforce announces, you know, record earnings, stock price soars, and at the same time, 10,000 employees to be laid off. That's a very mixed message from capitalism. Right. Well, so... So what is it, you know, Business Roundtable has come out and said, okay, there's multiple, you know, parties that matter, constituents that we have to think about. But I, I don't know. It's a lot of talk, and I want to see whether or not things change. What well, do we need I to do? Well, and I think you're seeing yeah. change start to happen. I mean, if you, okay. if you were to just look at, you know, look at the NBA last night yeah. being forced to respond to, you know, the, the social issues as they're manifesting around us. Yeah, I wonder, and I'm glad you said that. I wondered what you made of that because there are, as you well know, a lot of economics underneath the big business of sports, the NBA and beyond, and you have seen those issues collide in a really big way. Yeah, and and you know, if we go back to to the outbreak, you know, we we forget that the NBA, that the Utah Jazz being in, infected with the virus, that was a critical tipping yeah. point in sentiment. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I look to what's happened this week in much the same way that suddenly this feels very real to people, this this collective sense of inequity. Yeah, March 11th. I mean, that will be that. It, it's interesting you say that because March 11th was the day that the NBA shut down. Also the day that we learned that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson had the coronavirus. It all happened on the same day, I believe. I'm pretty sure I have that right. You, you and do. that changed everything. It was a yep. game changer, right? It was yeah. a game changer. Um, but that speaks to, sorry, that speaks to this whole notion of confidence that you're talking about. And, yeah. and perception plays into that, Peter. It's entirely perception-based, and it relates to our perceptions of certainty and control. And if you think about those that are on this leg of this K-shaped recovery, they feel as if they have neither. They are voiceless, powerless, and the future feels very unclear. And that's that's such a difference to those on the arm. Hey, Peter, just have about 30 seconds. Do you have hope that we can change, especially when a lot of these folks don't have a place at the table? I, I do have hope. Um, I think that, that there are ways for us to bring back a greater sense of, of equity. Um, but it's going to require you know, collective sacrifice. Yeah. But, but remember, these are, these are, many of these are essential workers. You know, these, these are food providers, healthcare right. providers. They're critical to the, the system overall. And that's Peter Atwater. He's an adjunct lecturer in the economics department at William & Mary and talking about the K-shaped recovery that really describes so well our economic environment right now, Jason. Absolutely. Really enjoyed catching up with him. And also, cool to know, he listens to our show. You've been listening to Bloomberg Business Week Extra. Be sure to tune into Bloomberg Business Week Radio live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Carol Masser. And I'm Jason Kelly. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg. 